On the top of page, Reish Chafei, 225, the first line, the just been speaking about that even though um, the general, the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus are intermediary to bridge the gap between the infinite essence of Hashem and the finite created worlds, but mainly Malchus is what allows that that bridge, that intermediary, that bridge between the finite, the infinite and the, and the finite, because the ten spheres are totally one, still in, in a constant state of ascent and being wanted to be absorbed back in their infinite source, and therefore they have an infinite aspect to them, they're ain't safely spashtusan, their breadth of effect has no no reach, and they're totally one with the infinite essence of Hashem. But only Malchus has that ability. So at the top of the line, even though both the Eir and the Kalim of the world of Atzilus are unified with the infinite essence of Hashem, but even though it's not comparable at all, it's not comparable at all the level of Bittel, of self nullification that the Kalim experience, then the level of Bittel that the energy, the divine energy of Hashem, the Eir experiences, who were based about him, and this difference is in two ways and the way of their unity of the of the vessels and the lights with the infinite source the Aryan safe and also in and which level of the air and the keli is their unification with their source as it's known so in which way is their yichud so as we're explaining now as it's known that the yichud the unification with the iris with the light of atzilus with its source the infinite source, the infinite essence of Hashem, is a yichud atzmi, it's a essential unity. Because the air, the divine energy, is not a mahus acher, it's not a separate identity, a separate existence. Um, it's not a, an existence in and of itself, apart from the essence of Hashem, because they're just, just like light. Light is an extension of the source of the light. And therefore, the unity the light experiences with this infinite source is a essential yichud. It's part of its who it, it's part of who it is. It's part of its essence. That is the oyer, the whole essence of oyer is that it comes from a moy, from a source of light. Therefore, it's its unification with that erin safe, the mitzel, the emanator, the emanator is a essential part of its essence and its being. Which is not the case with the unification of the vessels with the erin safe is not a you know a essential unification not part of its essence rather it's like two separate entities which are unifying together similar to that but obviously it's not because the even the Kalim we explained before are just the Koyach of Hashem to limit himself it's not really two separate things but it's like two separate things and also now to explain the second part of this Yichud the difference between the Yichud of the Eir and the Kli with the Eir and Saif so um, that was the Eze Eifen, and now the, which, madre, which Madrega also is this Liyichud. The unification that the Eir experiences with Hashem is with the Eir Seif Maitzel, with the actual infinite essence of Hashem, the emanator. Whereas the unification that the Kalim experience with the Eir Seif is only with the light which extends out from that essence and encloses within those vessels. The vessels are unified with the light which encloses within them, encloses within them. It's like the body is totally unified and one with the soul, which is enclosed within it. But nevertheless, even though the kalim are only unifying with a lower level of godliness, not the infinite essence, but the, the vessels are also unified, totally totally unified with the godly energy, godly light. Because the vessels are also just, are really, are literally godliness, these vessels. Like we said before, it's the kayach 
Hagvul, it's just Hashem's ability to limit himself. We're not talking about something separate from God, and yes, not something separate from Hashem. God forbid to say that they're a separate entity, a separate being from Hashem. Especially from the fact that the actual creation of the vessels is from this divine energy. Like the like it's explained in Kabbalah that from the thickening, so to say, of the Uyr is brought about the existence of the Kli, meaning from the Uyr becoming more and more condensed and contracted, and through through Tzimtzum Halemis Stadium, that is what brings about the existence of the Kli. And therefore, the Kalim are totally unified with the Uyr which is enclosed within them, because the Uyr enclosed within them, and therefore they become totally unified with that with that Uyr but not not the essence of Hashem, just the lower lower condensed level of energy, and especially the fact that the actual this air actually creates their existence. Therefore, they must be totally unified with them. Their their actual existence comes from that air, but not compared to the unification of the air with the with the with the um, essence of Hashem, being that the whole essence of air is that it's a extension of the Mo'ir. So, for it's part of its essence and its being that it's unified with that source. So now we come to bring an analogy for this difference. So we can understand this through by way of an analogy of a teacher giving over to a student. That with the duration of time, which now the student, the longer the student basically receives the teachings from the from the teacher, um, so then the the. Um, the chushim, the kishrenis, the the talents and the way, the mind and the basically the way of thinking of the student becomes more and more similar to the way of thinking of the of the teacher, and they become actually totally one. That the the student is able to see in the same perspective of the teacher with the the more that he learns from the teacher. The idea of this unification between the student and the teacher is expressed in the fact that the st- the student feels the inner purpose, um, the true purpose and the inner purpose of the teacher in all of his teachings, even so much more than any other person that is not his student, that not, has not received from him from for a long for a good duration of time. So that is this yichud, meaning he's able to see what is the true purpose, what is the deep intent of the of the the student of the teachers. Um, teachings, so it becomes very, very. He's able to see the perspective of the teacher. In one teaching, the student is able to feel a lot more the true purpose and the true concept being expressed, being conveyed by the teacher, more than another person that has not received from that teacher. And in this itself, there's a difference between a regular student to a son of that teacher who's, who's also his student. The, um, the perspective of the, the son who's the student of this teacher, uh, the unity of this, this perspective of the son with the perspective of the teacher is a lot more and they become a lot more unified than just a regular student because obviously the son is from the etzim, he's from the etzim of the father, he's from the essence of the father, for he's able naturally also to see more like his father. He's able to feel a lot more the deeper purpose, what the teacher, what his father is trying to convey here, more than more of just a regular student. 
and that is because the the student and the the student who's also the son of this teacher the student and the father the father and the son are one essence they come the, the son comes from the essence of the father even though now it's one essence has been, has been split up into two bodies they, yeah, they have their own personalities they have their own souls but the son comes from that essence of the father and therefore and even though so they do have different personalities different perspectives different talents different minds but it's not comparable at all to a regular student who's not the son of the teacher who has a total different being he doesn't come from the essence of the the teacher so therefore it's impossible that he should be able to see the true purpose of the teacher the true deep conveyance what the teacher is trying to say more than the actual son um, yeah now we'll be able to take this an, an analogy back to understand the analog in the vessels of the world even though they're a separate existence from the light they're not like the unity of the light with that with the with the infinite source which is a yuchudatsmi even though they're a different they're so to say a separate existence they feel themselves separate but nevertheless they're totally one they're one essence they're one being the air and the Kli, Shahakul, Elukus, the air and the Kli are both godliness. The Kli is just a Hashem's finite expression, and the air is the infinite expression of Hashem, the pure expression. So they're both godliness, just like the Yuchud of the student with the teacher, that after enough time they're able to become totally one in their way of thinking. So, and therefore, the conclusion from all this is that the unification of the kalim, even the kalim, with the Aryan say for the infinite essence of Hashem, is yichud mamish. It's a literal, real yichud, real unity with that infinite essence. But even to close the spheres, in a way that all the general ten spheres, the Aryan and the Kli of these spheres, the vessel and the light, are totally unified, are totally nullified to the infinite essence of Hashem and unified with that. Because bitterly is called in a way of total total nullification and total absorption in that in the levels of godliness which are above them and therefore you must say that these ten spheres of the world of Atsilas in general are not able to be a direct source for the created finite worlds of like the famous Klaal in Halacha brought about the Hilchus Kashris that if a if something that you're kashering is in the middle of absorbing, it's impossible that it should be able to give out that uh, forbidden taste, the taste which is the forbidden trefa taste which is absorbed into the vessel. If it's in the middle of absorbing, it can't give out. So, so to hear, if being that this, these, the Eidus and the Kalim of Atsilas, they're in the middle of absorbing, always being totally unified and absorbed in their source, which is higher than them, therefore they cannot polite, they cannot give out a true, they can't create something separate from them, like the worlds of Vriya They're in a constant state of being absorbed in their source. There is no room for them to create something which is on a, which feels its own separateness. And like we see by an example of this from Moshe, it says about him, he was a heavy of mouth and heavy of tongue and not able to speak well, the stutter. And the Zayar says that he was heavy of mouth, that refers to his connection with the written Torah and Kfad Lashin, heavy of tongue, refers to the connection with the oral Torah. 
Ubitl, being that Moshe was, when he said about himself, he was totally nullified, and Bitl Atzmi had no feeling of his own existence. He was not even able to lower himself to give over the teachings of the Torah. Even this is a very high level. Obviously not able to give over the, the um, influence to give over meat, which is a physical entity. Even Torah, it was too high. He was so nullified to his source. He was always absorbing from his divine source. He was not able to lower himself and give over the teachings of the Torah. But now, let's go back to Malchus. Like we said in the beginning of this paragraph, that the main... In order that there should be the, crea- the creation, the bring into being of the existence of the creations of Biyah, it has to be, the main thing is through Malchus Tavke. Because all the ten spheres are totally absorbed in their source and always unify with their infinite source, and therefore not able to bring about a creation of something that feels itself separate. However, Malchus, Hibichinus Yesh, it is its own existence, it feels its own separate identity, Bihiskalus. And it's in a state of revelation to the lowest of the ten spheres, and its whole purpose is to go down to the world. Like the purpose of a king, Malchus's kingship, the worship of the king is just to relate to his subject, his subjects. It's it's a characteristic which is only the lowest aspect of the king, how he relates, how he rules over his nation. It's not the king himself, how he understands and how he thinks and how he feels. So Malchus is a state of yesh, it's already a state of a feeling of separateness and a revelation. The gili he as it's known that the revelation of every and any sphera is the malchus of that sphera. There's always the concept of the scales of the, between the esferas, inclusiveness, and this meaning all spheres exist within each other. And the malchus of chesed or the malchus of gvura is the gili of that sphera. As is known from the idea of the um, the forty-two travels the Jewish people went on, and the sphera saimer, which is also sphera saimer, is the idea. 42 travels is also connected to all the spheres, how they're included within each other, 42. And then Sphiris Aimer is now 49, which is actually 7 times 7, the mode of attributes all included in each other. And the Malchus, meaning there's an idea of every day, Chesed Bechesed, Chesed understanding which, how these spheres are included together. But the Malchus of each sphere is always the Gili of that sphere. Okay, so... That the ten, the nine higher spheres besides Malchus within each sphere, are in a state of ascent and being absorbed in their source. Whereas Malchus of every sphere is how the sphere now is starting to relate to the next, to exist outside of itself, to in a state of revelation going outside of itself. Like, for example, in the sphere of Malchus, the Malchus of Chochmah is the revelation of that Chochmah outside of itself. Meaning the fact that, what is this idea of Malchus being revealed? It means the, the fact that, I mean the fact that Chochmah is being revealed. It's when Chochmah comes to a state where it's, it's its own entity, it's its own existence, and it's revealed and recognized as its own existence. That's when Chochmah is basically, that's the Malchus of Chochmah, it's revelation. When it is able to be felt as its own existence. The essence of the sphere of Chochmah, the Chochmah itself, meaning the test, the, the nine higher spheres, within Chochmah, it's still not in a revealed existence yet. It doesn't see, it's not the, it's not, Malchus has not yet taken on a true form yet, a true existence yet. Rather, only the Malchus of Chochmah, that's only when, when Chochmah takes on a revealed existence. So now another question. 
even though all the vessels of the world of Atsilas, the vessels of the of the spheres of Atsilas are also a state of revelation. So how can we say, how can we can't just say that any sphere of Atsilas, the Kali, the Kli aspect of that sphere is already the existence of that sphere, the definition of it, the revelation of that sphere. That's how you, that's how the sphere becomes revealed because the channel, the vessel, the limitation of it reveals what that simple energy is. It's an energy of Chesed, it's an energy of Gvura, whatever. So how come we just can't have the Kalim of the Sphere? So why do you have to have Malchus? Kalim also bring about revelation. The revelation that Kalim produce is a revelation to themselves. Like a person talking to himself, not talking to somebody outside of himself. And therefore, automatically, it's understood that the Kalim even though they bring about a state of revelation, but they're a, they bring about a revelation of light, which is still essential, still connected back to the essence, to themselves, still unified with the essence of the sphere, nothing to do with the relating to the outside existence, so an existence outside of itself. So therefore, it's not a true revelation of that sphere. Therefore, it's still not a true revealed existence of that sphere. It hasn't truly taken on um, its its true its existence. It's still abstract. It's still not. It's not a defined, you know, uh, real existence yet. Because this is still in a state how it's unified with it, with its source and. The K, the Kli, like we said, the Kli, the Kalim are still unified back there with the Uyr. Even though it's a lower level of unity and a different level, it's unified with a different level of God, and it's just the condensed Uyr which is enclosed within them, it's still, it's unified. Therefore, the Kli cannot truly bring about revelation. To explain this more, the concept is, like explained in another place, the Kalim him the vessels are like the the different colors, so to say, of the lights. The vessels are like these famous analogy brought um, brought in the Sefer Apardes from the Ramak that the different that the ear is pushed. The light of Hashem is totally simple without any definition, and just the kalim, the channels are just like these cups, colored cups, which color the which make the light, the water seem like it's different colors. But when you when you pour the water out, the water still is colorless. So too, the vessels of the world of Atsilis are the gavni ha'iris, the colored colors, so to say, of the air. The air is always the godly energy is still simple without any definition, but the vessels bring about, so to say, a color to them. They define them. They bring about, they make it that this revelation of godliness should be expressed in a specific way of chesed or gvura. So, the kalim are gavni ha'iris, of olheim gavin atzmi, but they're still a essential color. A color which relates only to the sphere itself. Like, for example, the way of analogy, the colors of a uh, of a um, apple. The the white color of an apple shows on the essence that it's a sweet apple. And a red color of an apple shows on a more of a um, sour taste of an apple. This is only telling you something about the actual apple itself. It's not having any relationship to... Um, it's not affecting anything in the actual thing. It's just showing you what that thing is. It's not affecting anything in the, in the apple. So, 
the kalim are gavne ha'iris, the colors of the lights. But they're hemichinas gavn atzmi, they're essential color, telling you about the essence, like the color of an apple. A white color of an apple tells you about the essence, what this apple is. It's a sweet apple. The red color of the apple tells you what that apple is. It's more sour. So it's lahiris ala etzim, it's telling you about that apple, the essence, what that apple is itself. Not anything, the color doesn't affect anything in that apple. It just tells you what the essence of the apple is. The color doesn't make the apple taste differently. It's just telling you what that apple is, I mean, how it's going to taste. But then there's another there's another aspect, that's just the, that's Kalim, because Kalim are unified still with the Ayur. But then there's going to be the level of Malchus, which is something which is not just showing you what that Ayur is, but it actually affects it affects a lower, it affects a concealment, contraction, in a revelation of that so to understand above that the in godliness, the idea of the revelation of the vessels, the revelation that the vessels of the of the spheres bring about is a gili atzmi. It's a revelation of the sphere itself. It's just telling you what that sphere is. Um, the kli of chesed just tells you, oh, this is a the this is a chesedic expression. The Kli of Gvuda also, it's just telling you about the actual thing itself, like the color of the apple. Lay lifel dover, but the the Kalim of the of these Esosphidus of Atsilis, being that they're totally one with the Uyr, they're not bringing about any type of change, not affecting the Uyr itself. It's still all one, the Kali and the Uyr, but the Kali is still one with the Uyr, and therefore it's not affecting anything in the Uyr, because it's not a separate existence which can affect that. But the revelation that Malchus brings about in the spheres is something which lethal dafke. It actually brings about a certain effect within that sphere. It affects it in a way where it brings it, the sphere to its true state of definition, of form, um, of limitation. We're looking, turning the page, looking yesh, and therefore this revelation, which Malchus brings about, is in a state of yesh because it's actual. It's affecting something within the sphere. It's it's bring it's not a it's not a, a gili atzmi anymore, a revelation of the sphere itself. It's a it's being poil a yeshus within the sphere, a certain a, a feeling of self, feeling of its own identity. Being that malchus is no is no more um, attached back to the essence. Rather, it's something separate from that essence. Being that its whole purpose is to affect something within that essence, within to affect something within the Uyr, which is enclosed within that sphere. Therefore, you can't say that it is something which is totally unified with that essence. As explained more in another place. And therefore, only specifically Malchus is the source that can bring about the existence and the vitality of the lower worlds, the greater worlds, the finite worlds of Biyah. Because only Malchus is a something, is a level of godliness which is almost like something separate, which is affecting a change within that Uyr, and making the Uyr relate to an existence outside of itself, feeling itself more, feeling its own existence more. It becomes a Metzias Nigla, a Nikr. Now it's a, a recognized existence because of the effect that Malchus had on it. Therefore it's able to bring the light down to such a level that it should now come to create limited, defined beings, creations, entities of the worlds of Biyatsiyasiya. Stop there and the beginning of the next paragraph in Reish Chavav uh, 226.